With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. Well, Monday is usually our Sunday sound day, and we usually do a lot of sound. We're not going to have that much sound, but we do have a lot of news that I want to get to. And there's just some classic political, liberal, well, let's call it, we didn't think about that before. And I'm wondering which direction we'll go. We might as well do this Hillary sound right out of the gate. I do have some Ben Carson uh, sound from Meet the Press that I will play towards the end of the show. And I want to make a, uh, a couple of points about it. And again, this is not too long on both of these. But let's get to, well, the Clinton, Hillary Clinton is facing a backlash. This just broke today for downplaying the VA scandal. This was actually an interview she did on uh, MSNBC and one of the hosts there. And she came out with, there's, it's almost, hey, there's no there there with Hillary and the email. So there's no there there with the VA scandal, with the VA problems. So let's get right to it. I don't understand why we have such a problem because there have been a number of surveys of veterans and overall veterans who do get treated are satisfied with their treatment. Now you got to understand and the commentators will be pointing this out. The veterans who do get treated and you'll hear the commentator say, yeah, that's if you can get in the door. It takes 90 days to get into the door. You have to, he didn't say this, but we've gone over this. As long as you get lined up behind all those dead people. Well, I guess if you get lined up behind a dead person, which are still on the rolls at the VA, going back 20 years, veterans who have died are still in the system. I guess that would be a dead end that getting behind one of that stack of paper, well, that'll cause you a problem to get into the door and get service. The point she's making is that once you get in the door, the service is great. And I would think so with the amount of billions upon billions upon billions of dollars that is spent. It better be good care. The biggest problem is the total care is inadequate, it's inept, and it is a definition of why government can't be in control of these things. It's one of the reasons we're going to get to this sound if we have enough time on uh, Ben Carson and a little more addition to these health savings accounts. You could do the same thing with the veterans. Issue them a veteran savings, health care savings account, and let them shop. Let them, if they want to go to a VA building, great. If they don't, they want to go maybe to their doctor they've known for 40 years. Yeah, the doctor who's been taking care of them because they can't get an appointment at the VA. It's not been as widespread as it has been made out to be. So her big point is that it's not as bad as you think. 
Now, what do you think of that? My big point is that shows you how out of touch Hillary Clinton is. The fact that she doesn't understand how bad it is in the Department of Veterans Affairs shows you how detached she is from the reality of everyday people, and in this case, everyday veterans who wait 30, 60, 90 days for care. She says she doesn't understand because the surveys inside the VA are good. Well, once you get inside the VA, you might get good care, but it's nearly impossible in some cases to get a timely appointment. That was the manifestation of the scandal that was across the country that's been on headlines for over a year, a uh, year and a half, frankly, and she's downplaying it. That's an interesting point. Once you're on the inside, the care is good, but trying to get in is difficult. She's, but, but would you admit the v that, that the VA has gotten better? Has it improved? under Bob McDonald and his new leadership. No, absolutely not. In fact, the New York Times just just last month released a report that wait times are up. It's only gotten worse. Talk to veterans across the country. We do it. We do every day. The survey she referred to is an internal VA survey where they chose existing patients at the VA. We just polled veterans across America. Ninety percent of them demand reform. They want ninety percent want accountability. Ninety percent want choice to go to a private provider if the VA can't help them. Veterans are fed up. They're fed up with the status quo, a bureaucracy that can't handle them in a timely way. And Hillary Clinton is pointing at people like me like Concerned Vets for America and others and saying, you're politicizing it. You just want to you just want to privatize the system. Absolutely not. We want it to work. And we well, how convenient is it to go and do a survey within? Not even an independent. I'm sure an independent survey company or whatever the case may be. Somebody third party, somebody neutral. This is a within the VA walls survey done. Why? to paint the picture that everything's really fine. There's only some technical glitches, minor problems, and we know it's a nightmare. And of all people who should be number one on the list to be taken care of, it is those who have served, period, end of story. All right, let's get to some news here. Uh, Russian subs are stalking the undersea cables. Now, these cables go under the water. They're running along the ocean bottom floor, and they've been hovering around this area. Can you imagine an attack and what it would do to the entire high-tech communications world we live in? Vulnerability, yes, to say the least. Attack could halt all communications to the United States. Here's another headline. Dems, the Democrats are nervous with Iran's aggression since the nuke deal. My goodness, this is called cover your rear syndrome. They wanted to make this all about giving Obama his piece of paper and supporting him. And now after it's done, were any of these concerns voiced by Democrats before this deal was signed? No, Chuck Schumer, because he was concerned about the heritage of his people and where they live, the, uh, the people in Israel, the Jewish people in Israel. And he was the lone guy. Everybody else was on board. But now that the, the ink has dried, remember, we talked about it on this show. All during the process, when these negotiations were taking place, Iran was flaunting everything in the United States' face. Why? Because they knew that they're working with somebody who wanted a deal. It didn't matter what was in the deal. For any Democrat anxious to see the unpopular Iran agreement fade from public view between now and November 2016, it's been a rough couple of weeks. So there you go.
They're showing concern. Why? Because it's all about politics now. Now they're going to come out with all these kinds of excuses that, well, we didn't know this. We didn't. You knew everything. And you didn't have to go to any newspaper, any news outlet, any Internet news outlet. All you had to do was listen to what was coming out of Iran's own government. The, well, the audacity of basically telling the United States, we're going forward with what we're going forward on, period. You want a deal? Fine. Headlines about the GOP Senate's failed battle to stop this agreement had all but disappeared when Iran launched on October 11th test of a ballistic missile. Suddenly, foes of the deal were back in the news accusing Iran of breaking the agreement. They were breaking the agreement before it was signed. Everything that was in the agreement. The White House and Iran countered that the launch did not violate the nuclear deal because it did not include missile testing. Now, there we go. The meaning of is is, looks like Obama has kindly adopted that philosophy of being cute with words. Well, that's one thing to do it with, oh, your golf game or something that really doesn't matter. But we're talking about the potential for nuclear escalation. We're talking about Iran gaining 100 to $150 billion, which they will go and use to fund every bit of their military goals and of their terrorist military goals. Secretary, uh, even so, a group of Senate Democrats responded with a letter to John Kerry denouncing Iran's move as a violation. So now they get to get on record as saying they're concerned, they're not for the deal. Gee, we didn't understand it. Well, part of that might be true because it was a very secretive deal. Secret deals that weren't, weren't even exposed to any members of Congress. And if you really wanted to look at the deal, you had to go and make the effort to go look at the deal. And if you talked about what was in the deal, you had a chance to be arrested. Again, going back to these Hillary Benghazi on Thursday, when Jim Jordan mentioned when Smith of Washington, a Democrat, was so outraged. And Jim Jordan kindly told him, well, were you outraged on all the other seven hearings where you showed up for an hour and only for one witness? It's all about how to be portrayed in the media. That's what the Democrats, it's always about politics. The only reason the Democrats showed up to Hillary's Benghazi hearing is because they were there to provide sound bites, to do battle with the Republicans, and to make it all about politics. All the other times they've had any of these hearings, those people don't even show up. And I'm not quite sure who demanded this be on television, but I think the Hillary campaign wanted these hearings to be on. This was all a planned event to create what Hillary basically has gotten out of it, a bump. And we heard now Bernie Sanders apparently is now starting to fight. At that debate, oh, he wasn't going to go after her. Well, he, I think he probably realized he made a mistake. And now he's got to go out 
And he's got to point out her hypocrisy. And you don't have to go very far to point it out. Everything she has from her political point of view at some point turns into an hypocrisy. Uh, so uh, denouncing Iran's move as a violation of a UN Security Council resolution and calling for, quote, unilateral and multilateral responses. Who are you asking? The State Department? And what State Department? John Kerry, who does he work for? <laughs> right. You're really going to get a lot done. Again, they're probably putting this out knowing nothing's going to get done. They're not. <laughs> Obama's not going to admit that it needs a little tweaking. It's the greatest deal since sliced bread. There must be no ambiguity in our willingness to enforce Iran's obligation under UN resolutions, said the October 21st letter signed by 11 Democrat senators. Typical. This is so typical of how you make a mistake and you're able to come back and straighten it all out without being held to account, without having any responsibility that you made a boneheaded decision in the first place. And do you think the deadhead media, in fact, you know, we've talked about that. That's why I call them the deadhead media because they, they read script. I saw a headline this morning that Rush Limbaugh said, Washington News is a script. Well, you've heard that for a long time on the Tim Burns show. And they do it for one reason, because they want that blanket coverage and that power to persuade to go out. They love their power to persuade. And if they can have a nice, short, easy-to-understand blanket from ABC, NBC, CBS, going out to all those local affiliates, thousands upon thousands, tens of millions of people with it in the background, because a lot of people have that local and the national news on. Out of habit, they say seniors have been watching national news, whatever their favorite channel is, forever. So it's a matter of habit. They know that all they have to do is get that background message. And if they're all on the same page, ABC, NBC, CBS, obviously faxing it down to the local thousands of local affiliates, and boom, you have that same message going out. And as I said before, we see the trend that it's about attractiveness. It's about beauty and not brains anymore in the media. If you're an investigative reporter, you may have a tough time getting into this business to begin with. But what's the number one characteristic? Attractiveness, male or female. So if you're making that trade-off, just because somebody might not be so attractive, yet they've got what it takes in between the years, well, sorry. Besides, we don't need your in-between-the-ears stuff because all you're doing is reading script anyway. All right, the decline of Obamacare. Obamacare's image of invincibility is increasingly being exposed as a political illusion, at least for those with permission to be honest about it. Witness the unknown phenomena of, quote, free entitlement that the beneficiaries, the people looking for that health care coverage, they can't afford or they don't want. A... Uh, 
Human Health and Services survey showed three of the four Obamacare-eligible uninsured people think having some coverage is important. Well, yeah, I mean, they were told you need health care. In fact, we're going to make it a law. If you don't have health care, you're going to health care. You're going to be breaking the law. But four out of five people surveyed said they couldn't fit their share of premiums into their budgets even after the subsidies. And these people aren't poor. Now there's fewer enrollees, and right, we talked about this last week, that all these estimates for 20-plus million in the second year of Obamacare, people getting on board, and of course they're depending on youngsters. I told you about my son. He's got health care coverage. He's had it for 10 years. I don't think he's used it once. And now they want young youth to step up and to make payments to a health care, not use it, because by them not using it, they're going to cover the people who need it the most, the people who are, well, who use a lot of dollars in our health care system. Fewer enrollees and rising loss ratios will force rewrite in 2017. So the Obamacare hasn't even been fully implemented yet, and already they're talking about a redo. Remember, we were sold that 30 million people were uninsured. Well, guess what? There's still 30 million people uninsured. Nothing's been accomplished except the transition from control of your own health care by you to government-controlled health care. Mission accomplished for Obama. All right, we'll be right back on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40%, half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. Remember Hank's story about the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time? Yeah, you were right. JT Jewelry does have some really cool stuff. So I did what Hank did. Got Amy two pieces of jewelry, and she loved them. And that special touch of going together to the jewelry store to get her pendant just the way she wanted it worked like a charm. Next time you see Hank, tell him thanks. I will, but let me tell you another story. I saw Bill, and he looked like a truck had run him over. I asked him what was wrong, and he said he went to a bunch of other jewelry stores looking to get a gift for Jean. And they had all the same stuff, and it was nothing but bling by all the same designers. He stepped up to the pump, spent a pretty good penny, and gave it to her, and she loved it. So he was a hero. Yep, but only until they went to a wedding reception a few days later. As people were introducing themselves, a lady came up, and they both noticed they were wearing the exact same pendant. Youch! Yep, he's been in the doghouse ever since. I'm gonna guess you told him about jt-jewelry.com. Yes, I did. All right, welcome back here. 
Colorado is preparing for a single-payer plan. Now, we talked about the fact that these co-ops that were set up underneath the Obamacare umbrella, and they're failing left and right. They were all government-subsidized. In fact, there's so—just think about the whole green energy push and all the investments government made in— the one that stands out the most, that they all kind of fall under, and that's Solyndra. Half a billion dollars given to them, milking the money. And what is Solyndra? It's out of business. And look at the co-ops. All of this funding, we talked about all of the corruption that was taking place, the multi-million dollar uh, fraud that was taking place of the people who were supposed to be the ones responsible for setting up these co-ops in the first place. Anytime you get a government program like this and you don't have people who care, who care about the implementation of it in a responsible manner, I mean, it wasn't going to work anyway, and it still won't work. None of this Obamacare is going to work, but still the temptation, the temptation to abuse the system. Ah, nobody's going to miss this. You know what? Let's, uh, I think we need a conference uh, down in the Bermudas or uh, uh, let's take a world tour or whatever. There's nobody holding them to it. You think Obama is going to hold them to account or you think Obama's going to organize? I mean, look at the, the latest we just got. The Dow, the Department of Justice announces no charges in the IRS probe. Incredible. And there are still abuses going on. Now, of course, they had to do this. This entire, the, because to be honest, the Department of Justice is right in the middle of the whole IRS scandal. For all of this scandal, for all of this IRS uh, abuse to take place, people had to be in the know. Lois Lerner just wasn't General Patton at the IRS coming up with her own strategies. She is a lifelong bureaucrat, and bureaucrats take instructions, and she took instructions from somewhere. But the Department of Justice says, "Mm, it's done. All right. Uh, Colorado preparing single-payer plan. Maybe this is the whole gig behind Obamacare. Make something that you can sell, hoping it works, and if it doesn't, well, then we have another solution. And what is it? Single-payer, just like Canada. Think VA system for everybody, not just veterans. That's what Canada is. Oh, it's probably great if you're not getting sick and you walk in, you want to get your your six-month and year annual checkups and this kind of... I'm sure there's all sorts of appointments for that. But have a problem that's outside standard, normal medical situations... And that whole ball game changes as far as the waiting line is concerned. So think VA for everybody. Colorado preparing single. Colorado Care would replace Obamacare with statewide single payer plan. Okay, that sounds great. No cost to everybody, right? No, a twenty-five billion dollar. Twenty-five billion to set it up. Twenty-five billion to transition. Well, at the bottom of the article, it's $25 billion a year. Who's going to pay that? Well, let's get into the initiative. Let's see how 
creative and solution-orientated liberal bureaucrats are with the mentality that government can do it better. With Colorado's shaky Obamacare exchange in peril, some health care advocates are calling for voters to scrap it and replace it with something far more ambitious. I, I like that part. Some health care advocates. No, they're not health care advocates. They're government control. Their government knows best advocates. They believe that government is the best way to implement whatever. $25 billion, which would be raised with a 10% payroll tax increase. What are we paying now on payroll taxes? Split half and half, 6 to 7% on each side of things, employer, employee, add another 10%. Okay, so we go from 13 14% to 24%, 24% of your paycheck, a quarter out of every dollar is going to go to taxes, and a dime of that dollar is going to go to health care in the state? And that is, well, is that going to be alongside state taxes? Where are they going to, is this going to be a federal tax that gets kicked back to, co- this is lunacy. Again, I had made mention of Ben Carson's health care savings account plan. But if you're a long-term listener to the Tim Burns show, you've heard me talk about, we should just boycott this health care system. Everybody boycott, quit paying money to your Healthcare insurance company and others are certain people who cannot do that. But those of you who are healthy, you, you just boycott the whole system. You stop making premium payments and you start putting it in your own account. Then you go out and you buy a catastrophic coverage. Now, what Ben Carson was talking about is that with other healthcare services not being provided by healthcare insurance situations, where insurance isn't covering everything, where you're actually able to take cash and go shop? Go shop around? Well, in my game plan, I laid out, what, four or five months ago, you boycott it, you buy yourself some catastrophic coverage, and you start, well, you start shopping for doctors who'll take your cash. Almost like a black market healthcare system. $25 billion. 6.67, here, let's go ahead, because small business is the one who can afford all this, right? What's amazing is that, again, Obamacare hasn't even been fully implemented, and now they want to change it all. They want to do a rewrite. Fewer enrollees and rising loss ratios will force rewrite of Obamacare in 2017. You think this is going to end? Do you think they're ever going to get to a position get to a place where there's some sort of healthcare system that's actually working? No, it can't. So we got six point six and two thirds will be paid by the employer employers and three and a third percent will be paid by employees. The program would be administered. Here we go. The program would be administered by Solyndra. No, by a nonprofit cooperative. Well, hold it. <laughs> the co-ops have been failing left and right. Oh, because it's a nonprofit cooperative, there's going to be people who 
are going to be more responsible? Is this going to be a government, nonprofit, cooperative? (laughs) Yeah, that's a joke. Not a state-run agency run by a 21-member board. Good grief. More people in the middle. Why can't we get back to, I got what you want, you got what I want, let's trade. That's what my black market healthcare system would do. You're directly talking with your doctor and you don't have anybody giving you paperwork in between. And you have a system where there's nobody except you and your doctor. I mean, just because it's healthcare doesn't take it out of the realm of trade and commerce. Colorado Care will triple Coloradans' taxes to rake in a state budget-sized $25 billion a year. It is a charade, and their campaign has been deceptive on every level, preying on millennials and undeserved communities, promising them relief that will deliver pain. Now, obviously, this is a guy who doesn't see eye-to-eye with this new, well, this new game plan regarding the next. Oops, that didn't work. Okay, time for another plan. And where are these plans coming from? (laughs) Where do you think? They're coming from the upper rooms of the liberal elites and their political and philosophical outlooks regarding everything and anything that has to do with American life. We need to release the hounds in this country. Give it back to we the people. We'll be right back on The Tim Burns Show. As internet technology advances, so does the threat of cybercrime. In times like these, we must protect ourselves from cybercrime. Antivirus software, firewalls, and security patches are just the beginning. Never open suspicious emails and only navigate to trusted sites. Protect your child by installing parental control software and monitoring their computer use. To learn more about cybercrime, visit ncpc.org or contact your local law enforcement agency. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, 5 days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. I want to tell you about some really good people. What started as one phone call from northern New Mexico in 2007 has turned into rescuing 500 and giving good homes to 500 animals a year. You know, they need your help. They need your donations. They do it all out of the goodness of their heart, out of their own pockets. I encourage you to give them a generous donation if you give to dog rescue operations. Go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com and give generously.
All right, welcome back here. Uh, let's bang through more of this news. IRS still targeting conservative groups. After we got the announcement that there's no charges in the IRS probe, you know why? Because this thing is so deep into every level of the executive branch. This was a game plan from the get-go. And knowing that they will, there's no such thing as investigative reporting with the deadhead media, and knowing they're not going to be held to account, they were able to do... This is one of the most corrupt situations this country has ever seen, going striking right at the heart of free speech. In fact, another head, a, a, a headline came out that uh, there's still... Six years they've been waiting. Remember Obama's half-brother? He had one of these tax-free, these tax-exempt organizations that was approved in three weeks. We all know the stories about the amount of percentage were conservative, Tea parties, Republican, whatever the case may be, being held up, and all of the Democrat ones, except the ones that were so blatantly a fraud they had to do something about it. And, of course, they used that to say, see, we hold to account everybody in this process. Yeah. Uh, including an organization that has been waiting for nearly six years. The bottom line, though, is the decision that there's no more probing of this. Look, Lois Lerner, she had the goods on everybody. She had to be protected in every way. Now, it does, there is... A line in here that says, still, the decision does not end the legal jeopardy for the tax agency. Ineffective. And this is this was the excuse to end it. I mean, a sixth grader could understand that these were decisions being made, not according to one of these spokespeople, quote, ineffective management. And he had to add, is not a crime. The Department of Justice exhaustive probe that's kind of like <laughs> that's one of those oxymorons isn't it exhaustive probe by this department of justice there's no such thing revealed no evidence that would support a criminal prosecution what occurred is disquieting and may necess necessitate corrective action but it does not warrant criminal criminal prosecution well, anybody who's paid any kind of attention if there's one thing that this thing does point out is that this should be first and foremost a criminal prosecution because of the type of abuse by a, an organization that has more power than any other organization there is. IRS possessed Stingray cell phone surveillance gear. Documents reveal. Invoices reveal the federal agency to use secretive dragnet upgraded device that pretends to be a cell phone tower to gather metadata. And we've got Snowden talking about all the metadata being gathered by the NSA. Well, it looks like the IRS fits into that same ballgame. They were allowed to have the kind of technology. So it makes you think, not only were they making these organizations go through these frivolous 
applications and uh, um, they were told they needed to get an idea of exactly who you were talking to within your organization. Basically what they put together was a nonstop. Okay, you got that part. Well, we still need this part. Here's another list of questions we need. Oh, thanks for answering those. You made it that far? You didn't quit yet? Okay, here's another batch you need to go through. Their whole ballgame was to get people so fed up that they just quit. That they said, enough's enough. I'm not even going to go through this process. Forget about my free speech. They win. Great. Stingrays are best known example of a type of device called an IMS eye catcher, also known as a cell site simulator, about the size of a briefcase. They work by pretending to be cell phone towers in order to strip metadata, in some cases, even content from phones which connect to them. Tell me, does it make sense the IRS has any kind of high-tech equipment like this? For what? I can understand if they're doing some sort of investigation into a criminal operation. But that's not the IRS's responsibility. They turn that over to law enforcement to do that. The IRS may say, hey, we've got a problem here. This, this little entity over here looks like they're doing some dirty deeds. Uh, well, you know, we don't have the time as law enforcement to actually do that. But I'll tell you what, we'll lend you the equipment. Why don't you go do that? In fact, why don't you get those two underlings in Cincinnati who are totally responsible for this whole IRS thing? Get those two. Yeah, I'm sure they got the skill set to run that show. Uh, The FBI director versus Obama. There's a serious, well, a clash going on, as it's put in this headline. And it's all regarding the FBI director's, quote, all lives matter message. And we've got a group out there, Blue Lives Matter. And I read you about Obama's those statements he was saying in the meeting he had with the Black Lives Movement in, whether it was in the White House or whether it was somewhere in Washington, D.C. And he said he's all, he's in total support of what you guys are doing. All right, FBI, All Lives Matter, uh, John uh, uh, Jack Lou, as he's called, he is the Treasury Secretary. Raise the debt limit now. Did you see the uh, the headline about Obama and Boehner? They have a picture of Obama and Boehner just laughing it up. And Boehner's kind of hugging him. And, uh, well, the, the headline is that Boehner wants to do one last deal before he leaves office. And that last deal is going to be in True Boehner fashion, which means no principles, no standing up on principles. And how can Boehner stand up on principles? He doesn't have any. His principles are waiting for the next election to see how much more power we the people can give him. And when they give him that power, he simply ignores the message that gave him that power in the first place. Our econ- the only reason I printed this out on Lou is because this, go- this defines the whole Obama administration and their whole mediocre, sluggish, no recovery economy that's been going on ever since he started implementing his policies. And so what do you have to do? 
when nothing's moving in the pace that you need it, you always have to find somebody to blame. And who's the convenient blame? Of course, the Great Recession by George W. Bush. We went over those numbers time and time again. Obama's lowest budget deficit on an annual basis is higher than every one of Bush's eight years in office. And in fact, for four straight years, Bush's budget surplus deficit, spending more than you're bringing in, worked its way from 400 to 300 to 200, four and a half, <clears throat> 450 billion, 350 billion, 250 down to 160 billion before Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid took over in 2007. This economy was heading towards an actual surplus. Now that wasn't going to stop whether Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid got elected, whether Bush was in office, whether Obama was in office at that time. It was not going to stop the real estate crunch that happened. It didn't matter who. Three champ chimpanzees could have been running government at that point. And it wasn't going to stop the real estate crash based upon the policies of giving people money who can't afford, of not allowing for a downturn to take place on all these creative loans that were out there that basically put off real payments to the principal of the loan adjustable rate mortgages, and they all came due. It was all a timing of events. And then on top of that, you had Wall Street, who was making bets on all this stuff, coming up with their ways to make bets. Add the one collapse, add the next, oops, we didn't think it would collapse. We're Wall Street. We know. We're the gurus. We know that it couldn't possibly. It's too big to fail. And then you had the bailout. Because you had to make sure everything was too big to fail. Our economy. This is Jack Lute, and I've been following this guy ever since he's been on the TV. Every chance he gets to come out there and promote something regarding the Obama administration, he's out there. And he wrote an op-ed piece. Our economy has, been, has made remarkable progress since the Great Recession. American businesses have created 13.2 million jobs since early 2010. Jobless claims are at 40-year lows. Consumer confidence remains healthy, and small businesses are planning further increases in their payrolls. Small businesses are planning further increases. Where does he get that information? Everybody's buckling down. It's not getting better. If you're in a business that is... Growing, great. But most businesses are out there surviving. We are on track for further economic growth. Yet with eight days as of Monday until Treasury runs out of borrowing authority on November 3rd, some in Congress are endangering this progress by once again manufacturing a crisis for our country. See, it's not a crisis when you spend more than you have from a Democrat point of view. It's not a crisis. And accountability and responsibility, those are so far off the beaten path in these people's world. But anybody who brings up accountability and responsibility that we have to stop spending, well, of course, it's all about politics in their world. That's the way they paint it. And yet, 
because of the deadhead media, every issue, just about every issue, is allowed to be a political, and it's the Republicans' fault issue. By waiting to the last minute to act on the debt limit, did you know the clock stopped? It's been at $18.5 trillion. That clock stopped a long time ago in March of 2015. If you look at any of the clocks, it's dead, stopped at $18.5 trillion. You know why? Because of this whole thing. Because they couldn't try and solve the problem back then. But it becomes really convenient. And I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> when they restart that clock, it's going to jump by a trillion to $2 trillion in one fell swoop. They had to stop the clock because they didn't want to go through the debt ceiling. Now, how much of that debt ceiling do they need to cover the spending up until that point? Well, we know that tax revenues, we talked about it, coming in furiously because we're an overtaxed nation right now. And they still can't stop spending more than they're taking in. And so this, this entire spending, let's see, if, if we've taken in 3.2 and we're still 4, that's almost... It's got to be for a half a year. We do $4 trillion in spending. So for a half a year, it's got to be $2 trillion, I'm thinking, to November 3rd. That's seven months. I'm going to presume that in one fell swoop, swoop this is going to jump to $21.5 to, 20, 20 to $21 trillion overnight. But then again, will we get that truth? We may not. We may not get that real number. Jack Lou may say, well, it's going to take us till the end of the Obama presidency in order to figure out the real numbers. So we're just going to hold it at $18.5 trillion because they really don't want Obama to be responsible for more than doubling the debt. It's all about imagery. Government collects record high taxes. And we went over that last week. 51, this is really striking. This was another article. 51% of working Americans make less than 30k a year. In 2014, half of working Americans reported an income below 28,851. And 51% reported an income of less than 30,000. 40% are making less than 20,000. The federal government considers a family for living on an income less than 24 to be impoverished. My goodness. This is the Obama economy. See the jobs that are being created? You convert real solid middle-class jobs to barely surviving jobs. Why do you think there are 8 million extra people sitting idle? Because they don't want a job like that, especially if they can fit into a certain box and get some government subsidies. And we remember that they were handing this stuff out like licorice in the beginning of the Obama. It was all about the stimulus. And what was the stimulus doing? It was making sure that all of public sector jobs, union, government, and education jobs, that no jobs were lost in that. And then the conversion into low-paying jobs Oh, but there's a job. We just count them as a job. Yeah, well, they're not a job worth anything. 
All right, we'll be right back on the Tim Burns Show on 810 KLBZ. Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle, you know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal. 303-901-9090. All right, welcome back here. I want to get to this tape of Ben Carson and make my commentary on that, but a few more things. Gay activists are unhappy with remarks. Hillary Rosen, I've seen her on TV, a lesbian Democrat activist in D.C. and known Clinton supporter, said Sanders, Bernie Sanders, was right in his criticism during the Jefferson Jackson's dinner on Saturday that Clinton is revising history to explain DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. You think that's going to matter, really? But Rosen pulled back the criticism in subsequent tweets. <laughs> Does, is that surprising, too? Oops. Gee, I didn't really make that con- Oh, gee, I wonder exactly who in the Clinton infrastructure gave her a quick phone call and said, uh, Hillary, Hillary Rosen, what are you saying? But Rosen pulled back the criticism in subsequent tweets saying Clinton is engaged on LGBT issues. And although Sanders, this is classic. This is so classic. And since... And although Sanders has voted correctly, he hasn't been at the forefront of LGBT rights like Hillary has. (laughs) Good grief. Uh, Judge rules Facebook. This is outrageous, too. And this, I think, was a Colorado situation. Colorado Congressman Bob Schaefer, a state judge, has ruled that a Facebook post by Liberty Common School amounts to an illegal campaign contribution to a Thompson School District board candidate. Oh, my goodness. Support on your Facebook page is considered a campaign contribution. Unbelievable. This stuff is getting loony. And a couple more items here. At that Jefferson, at, uh, that uh, Jefferson, uh, um, uh, where did I put that? Oh, what's it called? The Jefferson Jackson Dinner, where these comments were made. I heard MSNBC touting, once again, touting Thomas Jefferson as the founder of the, quote, Democratic Party. Uh, obviously, they don't have a computer. Obviously, they don't, can't look at Wikipedia and understand that Thomas Jefferson was the founder of the Republican Party. They were called Jeffersonian Republicans. And through time, Democrats had to attach themselves to Thomas Jefferson. And so they simply look at Wikipedia now. You can look and see Thomas Jefferson, founder of the Republican Party, and you can also see a Wikipedia entry where it's Democratic slash Republican Party, Thomas Jefferson, the founder of. I can promise the Democratic Party of today, if Jefferson could see it, he would simply say, tell me, I see the landscape of what's going on here 
you've got to have some Caesar here, don't you? There's got to be some emperor in this because this is nothing but mob rule. And you've completely ignored the system that I and our founders, fellow founders, worked so hard to get implemented. We fought for. 11 years we fought. And uh, we've got a judge ordering Louisiana to fund Planned Parenthood for 14 days. Another opportunity lost, as far as I'm concerned. This is an opportunity for them to come up with some solutions, which is exactly what would happen. All right. Uh, let's get to Ben Carson here and see where this takes us. Does life begin at conception? I believe it does. Does that mean um, whose right, I guess, should be superseded, the mother or the unborn child? Whose rights, who has greater rights? In the ideal situation, the mother should not believe that the baby is her enemy. Now I wanted to make, well, let's, let's, you just heard this. Now they're talking about when life begins, abortion, and obviously who has, well, who has more rights? And should not be looking to terminate the baby. You know, things are set up in such a way that the, the person in the world who's the greatest interest in protecting the baby is the mother. We've allowed the purveyors of division to make mothers think that that baby is their enemy and that they have a right to kill it. Uh, I do want to say that I think that's the wrong word. Look, science has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt whether at the moment after conception or whether at the moment before death, the DNA is a human, a DNA entity of human life. It doesn't matter. There's no change from chimpanzee in the gestation period to human. The only thing, as you've heard me say over and over, the only ingredient missing is the time to mature, especially where a, whether it's an infant a toddler, a fetus, an embryo, whatever the case may be in whatever trimester, the only ingredient missing is the time to mature and the growth in age to the point where that entity of human life can stand in front of the mirror and say, I am who I am. A mother can do that, that entity of human life. He refers to it that he wishes, Ben Carson says that he prefers that they not look at that entity of human life as an enemy. I think there's better wording there. And that's, it really, women have been taught now because of this whole escalation and evolution of Roe versus Wade, have been taught that they have more rights than that entity of human life that they're carrying. In fact, it's not so much an enemy, but it's almost a transition to property. A woman says, well, you can't tell me what to do with my entity of human life, whether I want it to live or die. That's my property. It's not their enemy. It's their property at that point. I mean, it's almost worse than the Dred Scott decision, Roe v. Wade. 
because blacks were at least, slaves were at least counted as three-fifths of a human being in Roe v. Wade. There's not even three-fifths because it can't survive outside the womb, because it has no consciousness. Well, give it some time. And perhaps, like Bill Clinton's case, if his mother had had access to, the, to free abortion, abortion on every other corner, back then, I can promise you, with the lifestyle she was leading, if she had been able to walk into a clinic and have an abortion, Bill Clinton wouldn't have been around. He should be thankful he was born earlier than the Roe v. Wade decision and certainly earlier than the escalation of the travesty that's taking place with defining life as property. No, lady, you're carrying that entity of human life and it's got equal the right to pursue happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness should be guaranteed, especially for those who haven't reached the point where they can look in a mirror and say, I am. Just because you, who are carrying that child, can look in a mirror and say that doesn't give you any more importance than the than the entity of human life that can't say that yet. Well, we didn't get to all of Ben Carson in this regard because I got in the way of it. But I just thought the whole idea of, I mean, it really is. It's more, hey, they undid Dred Scott. Let's undo Roe Ro v. Wade. Have a great day. TimBurnShow.com. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.